1: Welcome back to the John Harrison Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Hubbard. I've got John and Melissa here. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, embracing change and really more from the approach of strategies, different things we can do to overcome that resistance to change. Because it doesn't matter what level you are, how long you've worked in a company, we all just human nature, we have this tendency to resist change because it's uncertain, it's unknown, it's unknown. Uh, it's just hard to get on board with you know something different than what we've uh, done before. And, and that's easier for some people than others. Personality and all that comes into play, absolutely. But we do think there's some tactical, practical things that you can do um, within your team, whatever level that is. So uh, I want to talk about that a little bit, uh, open it up to, to you two. Um, just kind of let's start at the high level. Why is it that or, or what is the main reason you've seen your peers, your coworkers, be opposed to change. What what's the roadblock there? When when corporate says we're doing this, or your boss says this, when something changes, why is it that people are hesitant to get on board? Just in general.
2: Yeah. So from my perspective, I've had a lot of employees go, "Well, what am I going to do? Am I going to work myself out of a job? Why are we changing this? You know, are you saying you really don't need me in this position?" So um, I think trying to calm the nerves in terms of that. Initially is important, just helping them understand the the lo- longer term success and also the expansion of growth in your role. You know if you make one piece of it efficient, then another piece of it may be an opportunity for growth for you and just understanding different perspectives of what needs to be done.
0: I think there's also just a unfortunately a human level of cynicism that change equals bad and it's going to be. Like we, we've done okay in the past, so why would we do this if it's not broke? Don't fix it, kind of thing. And I get that sometimes there's the extreme on the other side. We're changing things all the time, and people get cynical about that. But I do think there's just a natural resistance to again to, to Melissa's point. This could affect me negatively personally, or I, I don't think it'll work, or you know, just instantly thinking it's better just th- the un- kind of Tanner said it's the fear of the unknown. Well, we could do that and it could be worse than what we do now. So let's just keep moving forward with where we're at. Yeah,
1: I, it's something I, I saw in, in previous work experience because I've always been in small business, family owned companies, and, and there's some great things about that. But I would say this is one of the downsides of, of that career I've had so far is especially in smaller organizations, the idea of if it's not broke, don't fix it is just so prevalent because it's kind of like, hey, we're successful to this point or we you know, we got here just doing this or not doing that or whatever. Um, and I know this will come up here in a second just based on y'all's experiences. Um, but sometimes there is actual legal reasons like we have no choice. We have to do this differently, right? We now have X number of employees or we've now just now found out about something we should have been doing all along or whatever and so, That was something I continually ran into was people just saying like, you know, this is something different and throws off my flow. Why would you ask me to do it? Um, And I, again, that can happen anywhere, but I do think that was pretty prevalent in smaller organizations. So talking about tactics a little bit, what are things y'all done personally uh, to help your team, your sphere of influence, whoever's around you? How have you encouraged folks to embrace uh, a change that's coming down the pipe?
0: I would say, just even when I was a staff level person at Caterpillar, because there again some cynicism built into all of us, but I always tried to take a step back and didn't verbalize any pushback right away and just say, Okay, <clears throat> I try to get my brain around the fact if if the company is trying new things, then at least I feel like they're they're trying they're thinking about the future, they want things to be better, hopefully more efficient, whatever. May it not work out? Yes, but it didn't help for me to verbalize that right away uh, to other employees. Well, <clears throat> this will never work. Or even in my brain to say this will never work. And I would say, okay, I'll, I'll try. Uh, I'll, let's see how this thing goes. And the other part of that is if the change doesn't work to not go, see, I told you, told you this wasn't going to work because you get in that cycle and it's just really breeds negativity. So I think. If anything, just take a step back for a minute and go, okay, I'm not going to even comment on this right now. It seems like they're trying to make things, most change is either going to be, the the reason behind it will be just to help customers, to help save us money, improve the quality of our work. Like the intention is, all, is generally good. And if you can focus on the intention first and not the actual thing that's changing, sometimes that helped me.
2: Yeah, so from the perspective of teams that I've worked with, um, there typically always was a person on the team that could highlight changes that we'd made in the past and understand, help the team understand, you know, kind of, the anxieties, if you will, or the stress points that came with that previous change, but also be able to go, hey, do you remember what we were doing before and how it, how it was impacting us from a workload perspective or stress perspective? But then after the change, here's the positive aspects of it. So to be able to see and recognize, yes, this is going to be stressful. It could be a little you know, anxiety and stress associated with it. But in the end, hopefully this is where it's going to get us to. And just be able to recognize that there's a There's a cycle of emotions that come with change. And I think the end result, usually being positive, but also even when you get to the end, you may go, now help me understand again why we're doing this, <laughs> this way or that way. But still, you can look back at it and typically see some kind of improvement. And I, I'm really thinking about it from the culture perspective more than anything else. Um, of course, I think you mentioned this earlier, Tanner, but there's legal, comp- legal things and compliance things, I think, about OSHA regulations and all the forms that come with that, right? Um, from an HR perspective, there's training pieces and documentation around training. And when you have people spread out, across multiple locations or in a field versus in the office, you know, even taking the time time to do like a sign-in sheet is burdensome for a frontline supervisor, right? Yes. But it takes time and there's, there's a compliance factor around that. So um, I think just those, those two things from my perspective are, are things that I've seen people help, you know, acclimate themselves to the change.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I do think that power of, of, of why is so important because um people again are usually going to think negative they're usually going to resist it and so just saying here's the reason behind it you don't even have to love the reason but at least there is a reason cuz i do think human nature a lot of times we sit around and we're like well you know why they're changing this and that's not really why it is you know that's just gossip that's just you know water cooler talk and Let's be honest, employees, we know that our bosses don't sit around, and John said this before, right? They don't sit around in closed-door meetings being like, how do we change everything around here to make a bunch of people mad and make people not want to work here? That doesn't happen, right? It's usually good intentions, as was already said. So I think something we can do, like y'all both said, is just sharing that tactical, here's why we're trying to do it. Uh, This is the, you know, whether we love it or not, there is a reason behind this. Um, But kind of another take on this, what's something do you think you can do when a change doesn't work? What what silver lining can you take out of a change that you have implemented? Now you're backtracking or realize you got to go a different direction. Because uh, I do think there's some, hopefully there's some positives we can take from that uh, um, and not just say, yep, see, that's why change is stupid. That's why we shouldn't do it. So how have you navigated when change doesn't work, but you want to pe- want people to continue to embrace it when it comes in the future?
0: Yeah. And I think as a as a lead, if you're in a leadership position, to try to bring people into the change as early as possible. So we, we're thinking about doing blah, blah, blah. We think this is gonna make us more efficient. So in, in 60 days, we're gonna go from a manual process to an automated process. What do you all think of that? Getting people, now they don't have the right necessarily to veto that and go, nope, we think that's stupid, so let's not go forward. But you're bringing them in upfront, hey, that's a good thought. Uh, we we hadn't considered that. That's a good idea. That helps. And then and then if it doesn't go well or perfect, which is pretty much most of the time, okay. What what has worked? Okay. Well, this part of that change has been really good. Like, man, I love having that on an app instead of on a manual piece of paper. That's that's been really good. But you know, it's really clunky when you go in to do this part of it. it takes too long. So I think just kind of going through. Okay, what what has worked? What hasn't? And just another part of that, I think, I tried to do this a lot, was having people understand change in their personal lives. Like I remember one of our facilities, we went to having to have badges and like swiping to come in the door. And people went, this is stupid. <clears throat> it's, I like when the door is just open and you can come. And, of course, I did too. Like I liked when you didn't have to swipe a badge. But, but I also remember we've been at churches in the past and there's no process to check in children like they just come in and then i remember in one church we were at somebody's went where's where's billy where's well i think his parents already got him did i don't think they already got him and they what they found billy but the point was they're like we should have a system we should have a check-in system where people know where the kids are at all times and i'm like okay so in that part of your life you wanted change. You wanted a process change. And the church could have gone, we're not doing that. That's silly. Like we, And so I think sometimes you have to step back and go, okay, has has, has there been change similar to this in my personal life or at my kid's school? Like sometimes we forget and we, 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 we want change in certain parts of our life and not others. And I think so. If it doesn't work, you go, okay, the new check-in system for the kids at the church isn't working perfectly. I'm glad we're doing it. Because I know we're trying to keep kids safe, and but this part is too clunky, or the you know whatever, and I think just having that balance is important.
2: Yeah. So um, I've been project lead on a team before, not necessarily manager or supervisor level, and we get you know three fourths down the road or completion of the project, and you go, well, that didn't go like I wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, just being transparent about that and kind of owning it. Whether you have the title of leader, manager manager or not, project lead, um, you know, just being able to say, well, that didn't go quite like I wanted it to or like we had planned for it to. So let's have some discussion about that. Keep the table and the ideas open and flowing and just be open to entertain anything even the craziest of ideas sometimes tend to work so um, I think just the transparency of that and then owning it you know don't skirt it don't pretend like it didn't happen don't go you know well that didn't go like we wanted it to but this is the way we're going to do it anyway you know just have that openness and the transparency to have the conversations with people to keep things moving forward
1: and a piece of advice I would give to any of us who's trying to offer some of that feedback on change is is exactly that. Be careful to give feedback and not prejudice. Cause you realize prejudice is prejudging, right? So if you're being asked to change and you have thoughts on that ahead of time that you're verbally sharing, like negative thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then you're prejudging that process, that change that you're being asked to make. So the better way to do that is do what you've been asked to do, again, within reason, all the legal stuff but if it's just a change that's going to make things more difficult for a minute or you got to relearn something or whatever be open to that and then if there are parts of it that don't work as you both already said very well then share that in a respectful way so share that to your supervisor or whoever the lead is on that project or whatever uh, the case may be but that's what will set you apart is offering healthy respective feedback after or you know during the process even potentially rather than just prejudging it on the outset because we'll get out of whatever, you know, we'll get out of anything what we put into it. And if we just go into things thinking this isn't going to work, this is dumb, um, I'm giving you my feedback before I even try it, then all you're really doing is just being prejudiced and stirring up that negativity. So I would encourage you to to take undertake those tough things, do those things that have been asked. Um, and then respectfully help that process get better and or help that process. You know, maybe it does go away at some point because you say, you know what? that the feedback we got there, really good points that this isn't the best route for us this time. Let's do something different. And that's only going to come through that respectful dialogue as opposed to uh, just resisting it on the on the outset. But and let me just yeah, jump on, nice on that to too, it. because
0: from an employee perspective, and I and Tanner said that very well, be open to change. be at least try, be positive, all that. If you are a person that I'm just telling you from a management point of view, if you're a person that pushes back on every change and you're negative about it, then my thought as a upper level person was we probably don't want to give this person more responsibility. Because if you become a team lead, supervisor, manager, you will deal with change all the time. And if we're just going, we're going to change how we badge into the building and people go crazy about that and they start pushing back. And I'm thinking, wow, they can't handle even a pretty simple change of how we enter the building. And I'm not thinking, this is a person that we'd like to have around a lot of change. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying, I'm just letting you know, upper management watches things like that. And if your your reaction to any change is negative, cynicism to the point of where it's kind of causing other people to be like that, then you need to watch that. So it doesn't mean you're going to love every change. Some change doesn't work. Um, And one of the last things I want to say, just from my side, I look back now at 59 years old and think, I remember, and most young people won't remember this, but I remember when we went from all full, full serve gas stations to self serve and people went crazy. Like, and, and my mom would have been one of those people, not, she didn't verbally go crazy, but she went, I have to do what? I have to go to the gas station and pull out the, and what if I get gas on my, like people just went crazy and they thought this is the dumbest thing. And and frankly, I think it'd be cool if we had full serve stations again, because there could be moms and older people that would love to have somebody take care of that for them. But, you know, someone that's 30 would go, that was a thing. People got upset about that. Yes, it was a huge thing. Caterpillar, we went, I wore suits and ties at corporate We went to casual dress in the 90s, and and I'm not making this up, people were freaking out about that at Caterpillar, that we weren't gonna make as much money, we wouldn't sell machines, because soon as you dress down, your work performance drops. And yes, there were people that took the casual dress thing too extreme, but now in in this day and age, we'd be like, people really did that? Yes, they they were freaking out about wearing polo shirts to work. So I think a lot of the change you're going through now, Melissa kind of alluded to this, at some point you'll probably go back, you know, look back five years, ten years, and go, "Well, wow, I can't believe we freaked out about that. So I think that a little bit of, I think a mature employee is thinking, let's have a little bit of time, a little bit of perspective here, and and it probably won't be, a, you know, if people freak out in the first month, at some point they're going to be okay with it. And I think, I, I think there's lots of things in our life where if we looked back and said that, I mean, Tanner's got two kids and one on the way and at some point you go there's no way we can do there's no way we can have three little kids like it's going to be crazy and then when he's 60 he's going to go man i missed that time and that was fun when they were all little so there's always a little bit of that we have to kind of have a different perspective
1: well thank you all again for joining us i think this has been a great um time just our team enjoyed talking about um overcoming resistance to change and hopefully some of this that we shared uh, can spur you along as you encourage the folks around you
0: Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for a future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.